scary girl. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And, and this, this is... is... Dead Time Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I talk about ghost stories, true crime, mysteries, cults, conspiracies, the supernatural, paranormal, or even just the generally weird, eerie, spooky, strange stuff that we want to talk about that week. Why is that, Sarah? That's because it's our show and it's not yours. A how about a them a apples? You guys ready for it? Guess what? Just us this week. We're back to our shenanigans. Fuck you. We're back to our shenanigans. Just yes, kidding. We, we love you. I'm so sorry. Off, and it was very well deserved and earned and I think very well utilized. And guess what? I got a new fucking job, man. Yes, she did. Woo! Oh, wait a minute. I forgot something really important. What? If this is your first time listening to the oh, show, right? stop, stop and go back and listen from the first episode. Go back to the beginning. You should know this drill. Stop right now because you won't even understand who we are. You need to get to know us as people. And in order to do that, you have to start at the first episode. You can't just come into our lives right now. Yeah, but this okay? isn't a sitcom. You need to play catch up. Yeah. Catch up. I said you need to play catch up. Like you're going to Like the eat. condiment. Yeah. Yeah, we heard you. Anyway. Um, yeah. Stephanie got a new job. (laughs) I did get a new job. I'm so excited. So I am finally leaving the job that I've been at now for three and a half years. I've been there the whole time I've been on this podcast. Yeah, you have. And to be clear, I really liked my job. The job was a really great job. I really did not like the toxic culture of the company where I was working. (laughs) And that'll do it. That's enough. That'll do it. That is enough to get you looking. But then I was very fortunate to find a job actually at a nonprofit organization, which is what I really, really, really wanted out of a day job. So that is really freaking cool. And I feel very, very fortunate. Uh, Christina must have masturbated enough on it for me. I was going to say Christina masturbated. I guess I really got to thank her. I think we also talked about it on the podcast enough. So we manifested it. We did, you know, because we have a habit of talking about things on this podcast and making it happen. It was an M&M situation. We manifested and we masturbated and you got a sweet result. I did. And I'm really, really happy. I'm, yeah, like, I feel like I... Seriously feel like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. There is a lightness back in my life. There's a spring in her step. I'm like, I feel relief and hope all over again in a way that I have not in a very long time as, you know, related to my job. I love all of that for you. I do too. And my new job is in a neighborhood that is very close to Sarah's neighborhood. Blah, 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 blah. I love that for me. Which means that we're... Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I told Sarah that we should, like, have, like, a weekly, uh, you know, go to the bar and have a drink and dinner after work kind of thing. Or get our nails done. And we done. might start getting our nails done together, too. Yay! So, whole so, new yeah. chapter for Dead Time Stories in our personal life. I don't think it's going to change anything about the show, but... No, the show is, it's, we're doing the damn dirty two-star content that you know and love. You love love it. You love this shit. You're here because you're into it. Well, I think the cool thing is that now you and I will have the same schedule, which means that we will both have weekends off, which means we can do more planning around our show together. And I'm really freaking excited about that. Like, we can have a regular recording time and, like, set plans. And I love it. the new normal sets in, we can start planning our live show. Oh, live show. Also, we have so much bonus content that we are working on so, that we so are continuing to do. 
So there's a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of two-star. Absolutely. Shitty stuff. I don't know. A lot of $5 two-star content. $5 two-star. We got our first $10 patron. We're very we excited about that. We did get our that. first $10 patron. Oh my gosh. That's right. Close encounters of the turd kind. We got one turd encounter happening. One patron. Thank I you know. so much. And um, the other news is we watched all five Final Destination movies together yesterday. All we of did. them we in did. one all sitting. five of them with Christina and Sawyer. And we didn't turn it in to any kind of content. We just had no, a good time. No, we did time. it just for the joy of sitting and enjoying each other's company and watching a bunch of bad movies. Yeah. And it was really awesome. Y'all, we didn't do this for bonus content. We didn't do this for any sort of creative outlet or because we had to. We literally sat down and said, we want to watch all of these movies in a row together. We know that they're terrible and we want to do it. Yeah, like we don't we don't really make a lot of plans together that aren't directly work related, whether it's the podcast or like working on something with Casa Bueno with Mary Angela. We (laughs) we almost always turn our hangout time into like creative project time, which is really awesome to have a friend to do that with. But at the same time, when you really love that person and you don't want that to be your entire friendship, it's important to Make time to just enjoy each other's company for the sake of enjoying each other's company. And for us, we got to go back to our roots, which is just watching awful movies and shit talking over shit them. And smoking weed smoking and making weed. jokes. And making jokes. And that is what yesterday was for like eight hours. It was fantastic. Yeah. And we it learned really some major time. things. So number one, number one, number one that I learned and I took away from this movie is to always use a coaster. Always, always use a coaster every time. It will save your life. It will save your life. I'm pretty sure at least three, if not all five movies had someone whose life could have been saved by using a coaster. Multiple deaths in the movies involved condensation from a, a glass. And no one. In the first movie, she had a straight up cracked mug because she had a hot mug and then she put ice in it. And And she didn't even notice it dripping everywhere. She's an idiot. Why did she just throw? I don't know. Why was she a teacher? Why did they let her teach children? Because she's dumb. (laughs) She did not belong in front of a classroom full of students. And Death was like, I'll see to it. Rocky Mountain High. Got him. Colorado. (laughs) And then got her. (laughs) That's how it goes. What did you learn, Stephanie? Uh, I mean, that was the big one. Uh, I I also told my brother and sister, first of all, I would never say I'm never going to die because that's a stupid thing to say for anyone because we're all humans. We're all going to die. But uh, anyone who's like, I'm never going to die. That person like almost You're immediately dies. Die. In like, like in an Don't awful ever way. tempt fate by saying you won't die because I promise you will. And that is only going to make it happen sooner. Death shows up and is like, final destination six, bitch. It's like, this is your final destination. A slice. You did. You did. Um, The other quick banter I was going to talk about was that I, so I told you I watched that Operation Varsity Blues college scandal documentary. Mm -hmm. So they have made a really interesting choice with this documentary. Which was that everyone was chewing gum. No. no, no. <laughs> there were such obnoxious gum chewers in Final Destination. No. 
So they did some reenactments and the reenactments were all, the scripts were written with actual transcripts from these people like having these phone calls, but they cast like real actors in the reenactments. Do you know who Matthew Modine is? Yeah. So Matthew Modine was like the main guy in the reenactments. He was like the guy who orchestrated the scandal, Rick Singer. He's the guy who took the money and would get people into the colleges by pretending that they were athletes. But in all the reenactments, he was Matthew Modine. (laughs) And it was just a really interesting choice. And there would be like B-roll of just like Matthew Modine like jogging or like Matthew Modine like going from hotel to hotel. (laughs) What? And then it would be, like, Matthew Modine on the phone with another, like, real actor. Which to be, I say real actor, that's very condescending, but you know what I mean. Like, yes. known actors, people that you're like, I've seen that person on this other show. I know this person. They paid real actor money to these actors. That's what I mean. That's what I mean, yes. They paid real actor money for these gigs. These were not B-roll you get like, $200 roles. for the day. These went yeah. to, like, yeah. <laughs> These went to, like, known faces. Uh, and it was just really, I just thought that was a very interesting choice. Hmm. So it was shot really well. And then the music, um, I think, was done by Atticus Ross, which is, he worked with Trent Reznor when they did, like, Social Network and Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, like, creepy, eerie kind of background music. It was just such an interesting way to make a documentary. I found it to be a very fascinating take on the medium. Maybe they also thought that the story wasn't juicy, creepy-ish enough, so they needed to add that extra factor of getting real actors and spoopy music. That's fair, right? They're like, we want the energy that Matthew Modine brings to this. (laughs) Hot off Stranger Things. (laughs) Now I'm trying to think of other documentaries that we've watched that might have been even better if they had done this. Evil Genius. Oh, I was thinking the fire one. If we had actors during the fire festival, like, because you were even talking about how... The color drained out of his face, and he said, I'm not going to prison. I would love to I'm see some random action. Evil Genius with, genius like, Kathy Bates as Marjorie Deal. Who would be Will- Bill Rothstein? Who would be Bill Rothstein? Mm, I need a few <gasps> mi- a-, a little bit to think about it. Um. Oh, shit. Why did his name just escape me? Megan Mullally's husband. Oh, uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. <laughs> as, as Bill Rothstein. Oh, who did I have? I had somebody, but I think the person I had was dead anyway. Who would play I was Brian Harold Wells. Ramis. Harold That's good. Harold Ramis is Bill Rothstein. Brian Wells, Steve Buscemi. That is exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> that is exactly what I was thinking. Uh, Steve I was like, number one, Steve really Buscemi. Great Brian Wells. <laughs> Ooh, that's that documentary is already so good it's hard to imagine i don't know i don't know because you you would be missing out if you weren't watching the footage of the actual marjorie marjorie deal but to be fair now that i think about it with this operation varsity blues one they did have some footage of the actual guy and they used footage of matthew modine so it was a good mix of the two so we could have had real marjorie and and also kathy bates Bates marjorie we could have had them both netflix what are you doing? 
Netflix, I need you to do the five year anniversary of Evil Genius. Also, I was thinking because <laughs> with a re release, this is not the first time that Evil Genius has even come up today, this Sunday, Easter Sunday, in my life. It came up so before good. we even got on the phone together. But that documentary like changed things for us. It really did. It changed things for me as a person. It it changed things for me as a person and as someone to like watch. I don't feel like I watched as many documentaries or got into them until Evil Specifically Genius. Specifically true crime docs for me. And then I was Because I like, liked oh. documentaries and like everybody was like, oh, making a murderer, making a murderer. And making a murderer, it's right. I didn't I was like, watch it. Just didn't- I didn't really get in. Like I tried. I, I couldn't really get into it. And making a murderer is more about like the corrupt police system and how they like turned this guy, quote unquote, into a murderer. Right. And yes, it's really infuriating. But it wasn't like, I wasn't captivated. Like, Evil Genius, I was like, I've watched it so many times. It's only four episodes. It's so easy to rewatch. It is so fascinating. And the pace is excellent. It's perfect. It moved like that story told in four episodes. Like, there's not. There's not a chance for a dull moment because there's so much information it's so good. and they give it to you so quick that you're just like, and they give is, it to you in the perfect I order, like the way the story is structured is so good that if you, oh if you're listening to our show and you have and not watched, never watched Evil, Evil Genius. Genius on Netflix and you have Netflix and you're, especially if you're like, I'm not really a true crime doc person. I mean, you wouldn't be listening to the show yeah. if you weren't into your crime. That's but like, why if are you, you here? for any reason, thought that you wouldn't watch it and you wouldn't be into it, go watch it. I promise again. you. Think again. <laughs> it is so good. It is so good. That it's documentary easily, opened yes. doors. It changed, changed. my life. <laughs> we talk about it so it's, much. I'm so obsessed with it. Because there's so many, because even with everything that we know, there are still so many unanswered questions. Oh, I know. And it's, yeah, it will never stop fascinating me. I'm going to watch it again today. <laughs> <laughs> You've been, so, now I'm like, now it's on my mind. I got to watch it again. I watched it recently, like in the past two months, because I sent you a video. Yeah, man. Sometimes I watch it when I want to go to sleep. <laughs> It's changed our life, it. y'all. It has changed our life. Yeah, go watch it. <sighs> go watch it. Fuck it. We're not recording this episode. We're gonna. I'm gonna go watch Evil Genius. All right, everyone, go just watch Evil Genius instead. <laughs> uh, and if you ha- if you don't Bye. feel like watching it, I'm pretty sure we did an I seen it version as an actual episode. Thank you for listening to Dead Time Stories. We have a Patreon. <laughs> I'm Sarah. <laughs> Stephanie, this has been Dead Time Stories. Bye. Watch Evil Genius. Oh, could you imagine if we somehow find a way to to make all of our episodes 15 minutes? <laughs> that would be crazy. There would be no banter. I'm Sarah. I'm Stephanie. There was a ghost here. Some people saw it. It's because someone died. Cool. Give us your money. Bye. Thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with that Patreon. improv game where you start with a minute and a half and you do a scene. And by the end, you're doing the scene in a minute. In a minute. Hi. Bye. Um, don't call this an editing. <laughs> I know you love to cut back. <laughs> you don't love to cut it. It's just where you usually end up choosing to cut. Yes. To make time. Yes. On that but note, though. Don't do that this episode. I'm cutting the whole episode. We're not releasing an episode this week. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hey, Stephanie. Why is it, why is it called a sarong? <laughs>
when it's so right. God damn it. <laughs> Siri keeps picking me up whenever I say I Siri. <laughs> Siri ruined the delivery of my joke. Uh, what was your joke? I missed it. Why is it called just so wrong when it's so right? Yeah, I was deli- I was giving it back to you. Yeah, to give you to give you time. Sarah made the best joke yesterday. <laughs> and honestly, that joke is founded, and the thing that pops into my head whenever I say it is uh, Brendan Fraser and George of the Jungle. <laughs> 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 because that so wrong is so right. <laughs> it is right. <laughs> that costume designer deserves a goddamn Oscar. Uh, right. If that person didn't win an Oscar, they, they, they were robbed. For the mixture of <laughs> the sarong out. and the body oil. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's your two costume pieces. I just mentioned the hanger has, like, the little loincloth on it and then just a Ziploc bag with oil and, like, the oil's leaked inside the bag. So it's, like, all <laughs> over the inside of the bag. And it says, it says B. Fraser on it. <laughs> B. Fraser. <laughs> oh, wow. It's on his color-coded hanger. (laughs) Y'all, if you haven't watched George of the Jungle. (laughs) (laughs) It is 2021. Where have you been? You need to get on that. Okay. (sighs) You think they use coconut oil? (laughs) What kind of oil do you think they used in that movie? I hope it was just butter. (laughs) They just used Amish butter. This spot, uh, you know, when you go to the Amish, and it's not in like we have like the four sticks, right? And four sticks make a pound. But and you go to the Amish, and it's just that one pound block. <laughs> they just got one of those. <laughs> They're just like rubbing it down with that every other day. I want that job. I want to be the butter girl. <laughs> How would you dress for that job? Because they tell you to dress for the job you want. <laughs> I would be constantly in like a rain jacket. A rain jacket. How do I dress as the person who rubs butter all over Brendan Fraser every day? Brendan Fraser in George of the Jungle. I don't think I would rub butter on him now. You know what though? Maybe. I still would. Honestly, part of me is like, if Brendan Fraser walked in here with a stick of butter and was like, let's go, I would. Right. I'm like, you tell me you turn him down? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would be like, I'm Sarah. No, this I has been I bedtime didn't stories. I think so. <laughs> You'd be like, hand me that butter, George. Let's go. Where's your sarong? Is it cool if I call you George this whole time? <sighs> we were gone for one week. This episode is off the rails. It's going to be all banter. America is wild, (laughs) y'all. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I know. And we have have listeners who are international, and I'm always like, bless you for giving us a chance. That's our segue. There it is. Let's go. There's our segue. We have listeners in other countries. Okay? Oh, my God. Here we go. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Hey, Leslie. Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? 
Yay. Yes. Perfect segue. Honestly, I haven't seen you in years. You didn't even intend for it, but. I sure didn't. Here we go. We do. We have listeners in other countries and we have a wonderful, lovely listener who I've talked about recently. Their name is Jasmine and Jasmine is our listener in Scotland. And Jasmine had emailed us a month or so ago saying she started a recent episode and then she stopped and she went back and she started at the beginning and she wanted to just send us an email. And then Jasmine. (laughs) Thank you, Jasmine. Oh my God. Thank you. Right. I was like, thank you so much. I'm going to make a spectacle out of you and I'm going to talk about you on the show, but you won't hear it for a while because you have to catch up. And then Jasmine became a Patreon or patron. So now she gives us money. And she's in the Facebook group. And I love that you laughed when you said it. Because it's just, oh my God, people give us money. Um, <laughs> Y'all are so nice. For us to do this bullshit, to talk about Brendan Fraser in George of the Jungle and rubbing him down with butter. You guys, we spent 10 minutes talking about that and you guys give you us money. You love it. You are into it. <laughs> I think it's because everyone would do that if they were given the option. Let's be honest. Anyways, back to Jasmine. Sorry, we can't talk about Brendan anymore. Jasmine. Then Jasmine posted in our Facebook group, our Patreon-only Facebook group, which is a wild ride, that she recently caught up and she was up to date. And then we had last week where we were off. So I felt really bad that she caught up and then was just given an episode that she's probably already heard. But this week, I'm going to be doing Jasmine's listener story that she also emailed me about a week or so ago from Scotland. Yes. So Jasmine sent me a true crime story and a friend's personal ghost story. So Jasmine, you rock. I've emailed you and told you that you should also be getting a banana turd soon. Thank you for this stuff. I'm so happy you're up to date and caught up. Let's get into what she sent us. So Jasmine said that she's been looking into spooky and true crime cases from Scotland to share, and she found one from the area where she lives. She actually didn't know about this because every time she would drive by with her fiance, the fiance would be like, you know, a man killed his family in that house. Like every single time they drove by. (laughs) That house has since been demolished, but it was really strange seeing it and knowing what happened in there. So what happened was, in 2008, a man named Robert Thompson, age 50, stabbed two of his children, Michelle, who's 25, and Ryan, who is 7, to death. And he stabbed them a combined 26 times. He then unsuccessfully tried to kill himself because you can't kill yourself first. Got to kill the kids first. This all came about and Robert did this because his wife of 27 years wanted to leave him after suffering years of domestic and sexual abuse. How dare she, right? So she wanted to leave, and he was like, I'm taking the kids down. Two of the kids, not all the kids, but I'm taking the kids down with me. Before he had stabbed the two, he had actually sent his eldest son out to the shops, and when that son returned, he went straight to his room to watch movies with his girlfriend, not even knowing his siblings were murdered in the room next to him. It was the mom 
the wife who wanted to leave Robert, who ultimately found her children. Robert was arrested, sentenced, and charged to 17 years in prison. Which, as Jasmine says, is absolutely crazy. Uh, She looked it up and it said the minimum sentence given to anyone in Scotland was 37 years. So in a few years, he'll be getting out of prison. Ugh. 37 years as the maximum sentence. We still kill people here. Like, ugh. That's crazy. (laughs) Like, right, I'm like, I don't even know what to say about that other than ugh. Like, our system is fucked, and yes, it's, like, prejudice, and that we haven't worked our shit out. It's so fucked up. But also, but also like, that that's is fucked. grotesquely not enough time. Not even. So, you know, I don't know. So, Ugh. Ugh. that was um the true crime story. The ghost story comes with pictures oh shit yeah yeah so i'm gonna text those to you when we get to this point but for everyone else head on over to our instagram facebook and twitter and i'll post those there as well oh and the website we have a website so we do have a website (laughs) quoting directly from the email from jasmine I also said in my last email that my friend had some paranormal experiences. I asked her and she let me share. So here goes. When she moved into her new house, maybe three or four years ago now, she said she always heard something coming down the stairs and she just assumed it was the dog running down until one night. Her living room door has glass panels so you can see through to the hall and the stairs She was sitting facing the door, and she heard someone coming down the stairs, so she looked and saw what she thought was her husband walk down and go into the kitchen. About ten minutes passed, and he still hadn't come out, so she went to see what he was doing, and there was no one there. She went Mm -hmm. up the stairs and saw him in the bathroom giving their daughter a bath, and that freaked her the fuck out! (laughs) Oh, I've been in a few times where we thought we heard someone walking about upstairs when her husband was out, so it wasn't him, but I never actually saw anything myself. So for months after they moved in, their daughter, who would have been around two at the time, kept waking up at two or three in the morning, screaming like she was scared. This was going on for around a few weeks. Same thing every night. It would take her about two hours of my friend lying down on the floor next to the cot so her daughter would fall back asleep. One night, when she was looking through the baby monitor, she saw what looked like a shadow person standing at the end of the cot, kind of bent over. That was the one and only time she's caught something like that. After the incident, she got rid of the baby monitor because it freaked her out so badly And so did I because I, oh, and so would I because if I saw something like that in my daughter's room, I would have died on the spot. She posted the photo (laughs) on Facebook, and I remember a few of the comments were saying, maybe it's a guardian angel, but I'm not sure. So, here comes the picture. I'm ready. (laughs) Right? I don't feel like I really... I don't, it's I don't like know. a very for me it looks like a shadow of someone leaning over the corner of the crib with a cell yeah, phone taking that. a picture of the baby 
But oh, I don't see that. In the second, I do see. Do yeah, you see ahead. a Do you see a face? So I had to zoom in, like just looking at it from zoomed out. I didn't really see anything. Zoomed in close, I could kind of see the shape. Yeah, of like a face. And, like, this part of a body, like the bust, I guess. Yes. Kind of, like, leaned over. Yes. But I don't see holding a cell phone. I don't see that. So I think, on my first glance, what you're seeing as the bust, I'm thinking of as, like, the sleeves from a shirt and, like, the hand where the face is is, like, the hands was my first thought. But then I looked back at it a few more times, and in the second picture, she circled kind of the face and now I'm like, I see it now. I see a face in it and I see a bust and like shoulders. But it definitely yeah. looks like some sort of a shadow, misty something looking over the crib right down at that baby. Yeah. But maybe it was the guardian angel. Sure. If 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 that's what you want to believe, I'm sure. It's more comforting. I'm sure that's what they want to believe. Right? Yeah, of course. That's way more comforting. So uh, back to Jasmine's email. She says, the bit I've circled looks sort of like a scary old lady face, and it creeps me out. But speaking of guardian angels, my same friend who had this baby peak and angel, same friend last year had a car drive into her house minutes after she had left for her daughter's doctor's appointment. The car drove right through the living room where all of her daughter's toys were and where she had been playing just five to ten minutes before they left the house. So maybe they do have a guardian angel. I would have hated to think what would have happened if they had been running late that day. Damn. Anyway, thank you for reading my essay. Loving the podcast. When she sent the email, she was on episode 107. So slowly catching up. (laughs) Keep up the amazing Slow, work. That's fast. That she blew fast. through it. Yeah, I'm like, you listen to all of, you listen to that much of us that frequently. Dear God, thank you. I don't even think Charlie could listen to me that frequently for that much. I'm like, is this what it feels like to be famous? Yes. Because <laughs> she gives kind us of, money. Yeah, that's the part that's exciting. I mean, that's no. <laughs> that no, part is exciting. It's not the most exciting part. But that part is cool. The idea that we could get enough that we could do this full time and make this actually like the best would be so cool. Would be really cool. But so, so thankful, Jasmine. Thank you. Welcome to real time. Welcome to this two star content. Thanks for joining us on this downward descent. Thank you for fucking starting from the beginning. Like, thank you for listening, not just like to the show, but like listening to our instructions. I feel like that's the other part that makes me be like, Jasmine's coming for that number one spot now because she listens. She's coming for that number one spot. She is catching up real quick. She's leaving comments on Patreon posts. Yes. Like, she is legit. Yes, we're here for it. So, Jasmine, here's the episode for you. Thanks, girl. Get ready for the Saw 3 description. It's going to be wild. I can't wait. Because she she commented on the Saw 2. She did. Because <laughs> she's on Patreon. And she's like me. I can't watch it, but I can listen to it. Thank you. Saw 3 is wild, y'all. That's going to be this month's I, I Seen It. I Saw It. So, y'all, if you are not subscribed to our Patreon, you need to get on it. I love that we're throwing all of that in now during the middle. Maybe we don't have to do it at the end. Because I mentioned we have a I website. Know. You mentioned we have the Patreon. I'm still going to do it at the I feel like I'm supposed to. Give you know, I just, money. I don't want people to forget. That's Isn't true. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Stephanie, what are you talking about this week? 
a few things. Let's go. This episode has run the gamut of topics, so let's keep it this, going. Yeah, this episode's all over the place. Like, we're in a, it's a mood, you know? We're here for it. We're throwing the spaghetti in the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> Brendan Fraser and butter. That's what's sticking. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> it's tasty. <laughs> I just want to lick butter off of Brendan Fraser now. <sighs> Who doesn't? Episode over. I have to go stalk his page. I don't think he's on social media. Um, I'm talking about a few things. I just wanted to get a collection of, like, weird stories to talk about. So I collected five weird things to talk about. Let's go. So the first one is, so these were all, like, just weird headlines. They're all from this year. And, um... The most recent one is the one that I'm like, that shit is wild. But they're all wild. Are they all from America? No, they are not all from America. It's going to be like, America is wild, y'all. America is wild, y'all. This first one is actually from Germany. So recently, German police were able to solve a nine-year-old burglary. This happened back in 2012 when this man broke into another man's house. One of the things he did was he ate half of a sausage that was just out in the kitchen. <laughs> so he stole a bunch of shit. He burgled, right? And he, he robbed ate the house. Your food. And he didn't, but he didn't eat the whole sausage. He ate half of the sausage and he left the other half. That is crucial because oh nine years later, the DNA from that sausage that they found in 2012. Oh my God. Cracked was the connected. case. What's that? Cracked the case. It cracked the case. It did. That's so silly. So it was, it finally pinged. It matched somebody. So it was a 30 year old man who was actually an Albanian citizen. He was arrested recently uh, in France for like, um, for like a violent crime. Like he, like, like, you know, beat somebody and they took a DNA test and the DNA had one match in the system and it was to that half eaten sausage <laughs> in Berlin. Um, however, one, the case in France is much more serious. So they're going to hold on to him for that. And two, the statute of limitations actually ran out on that burglary in Germany. So they couldn't extradite Damn. him and try him if they wanted to, but they found him. They know who did it. They know who ate that sausage. And ultimately, what found what made them find him was the half-eaten sausage. The that DNA so they took silly. from that sausage nine years ago is how they were able to find that man in 2021. That is so silly. <laughs> I thought so, too. <laughs> all right, what's number two? I feel like they're all going to go up, so I'm just so excited. We started at the sausage. Right. <laughs> Where are we going to go? They get better. They get more fun. Um, so COVID-19 has inspired... A bunch of new words in Germany. Germans are known for their very specific linguistics. Uh, people are familiar with the term Schadenfreude, which is a German word that means happiness at the misfortune of others. The Germans, uh, on average, add 200 words to their language every year. Shut up. How do they remember all of that? Here in Philly, know. we have I one have word no for idea. everything. John. But... This past year, what did you say? Did you say drunk? No. I said here in Philly, we have one word for everything. John. Oh, John. (laughs) We don't need to be adding no 200 words. We got words for everything. That John, this John, the John over there. 
this Jimmy John. So that's the average is 200 words a year. This past year for 2021, COVID-19 inspired over 1,200 new words to be added to the German language. (laughs) Sarah's face. Sarah's like jaw dropped. Talk about. Um, Wow. Yes. There are a bunch of them. Um, and they're German, so they sound great. And I'm going to pronounce them wrong. But some of these words Are you going to go through include... all 1,200? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to give you some of them. <laughs> um, so some of the new words inc- include um, Geistkondom, which is face condom <laughs> for the mask. Yes. Mask and trottle is a mask idiot for somebody who wears their mask wrong. A mask hole. A mask hole is, yeah, that's a good American one. Um, Obstrundbier, which translates to distance beer, which is where you, like, get a beer with somebody, but you remain socially distant. So, um, but they have tons and tons of these words. There are, like I said, over 1,200 new words were added to the German language this year that were inspired by coronavirus. There is, um, I was like, oh, dang. One of them is like, (laughs) it's, it's, uh, I was like, it's one that's like, it's, it's in English. It would translate the same way too. It was over zoomed, which is for when you like are tired from being on too many zoom calls. Yes. So uh, I thought that was a very interesting story. But yes, two, 200 years, uh, 200 words on average, and then 1,200 words were, were created this past year. That's crazy. That's crazy. So it is crazy. To bring it, uh, <laughs> well, we've got one more international one, and then the last two are like American. So... As you, we've, we've talked about this recently in person. I don't know how much of it we've talked on the podcast, but one of our best episodes was Sarah talking about Ditlov Pass. Oh, yes. And in the past few months, there have been some theories that like maybe they figured it out. Maybe they've solved it. They have different answers. But it sounds like, uh, not it sounds like, it's what happened the uh it sounds like the scientists their new research was actually inspired by the movie frozen let it go let it go so <laughs> frozen yes let it go let it go frozen so basically they were watching the movie frozen and the way that the snow like spirals around and all these different ways that the snow is moving, it kind of gave them different theories and brought up the idea of the avalanche. Right. But also of the wind swirls that could explain why things were coming from different directions or, you know, how they might've been fine over here, but then this guy was way over here and this other thing happened Um, Their research supports the prevailing theory that an avalanche was behind the death of the nine experienced hikers who were found in grisly, partially dressed state with some suffering major skull damage, others missing eyes, one missing a tongue. This was the, uh, this was the explanation offered by the Russian government after it reopened the case in 2019. But skeptics have long argued that the injuries the hikers sustained were inconsistent with those of an avalanche, which normally causes asphyxiation. 
Um, conspiracy theories ranging from alien abductions to attacked by a Russian Yeti have surrounded the tragic incident over the years, but Gom and Puzren research suggests that a nature phenomenon known as a slab avalanche may have been responsible. Slab avalanches occur when chunks of snow sitting atop a weaker snow layer crack apart and slide downwards, often reaching speeds of about 80 miles an hour per, uh, after six seconds. They account for the majority of the avalanche-related deaths in North America, but are relatively small. The paper suggests that the slabs that fell on the hikers may have been around 16 feet long. In order to support the theory, Gom constructed a computer simulation of a slab avalanche that was inspired by the animation of the snow in Frozen. According to National Geographic, Gom was impressed with the film's depiction of snow, and traveled to Hollywood to ask the Disney animators about their animation process. Afterwards, Gom modified Disney's animation code, combined it with the data from vehicle crash tests conducted by General Motors, and crafted a model of how a slab avalanche may have descended upon the Ditloff Pass hikers. Ultimately, Gom and Puzren determined that the irregular topography of the mountain, cuts that the hikers had made into the snow to set up their tent and strong winds blowing through the region, had set off a delayed slab avalanche, resulting in several of the injuries found on the bodies, like the skull trauma. The missing eyes, tongue, and undressed state of the corpses are currently unexplainable, though National Geographic's report suggests that paradoxical undressing, a phenomenon where people dying of hypothermia will remove their clothes, as well as mountain scavengers may have been responsible. We do not explain nor address other controversial elements surrounding the investigation, such as the behavior of the hikers after leaving the tent, locations and states of the bodies, etc., the, sta the study states. We believe that this will always remain an intrinsic part of the Ditlov Pass mystery. Because they weren't all together. They were found Correct. varying spaces away from each other. And don't forget yes. the one group of them that set up camp by the tree and were found with their fingers down to the bone because they had tried to, like, climb up the tree to get away from I'm something. Explain that by an avalanche. Did an snow. avalanche hunt them? Did an avalanche grow legs and chase them around? But if they saw snow coming and they were desperately trying to climb the tree because they saw... The snow? I don't know, Sarah. I don't know. No, we will never know. Aliens. We'll never, never know. know, okay? But the new idea came from watching Frozen, all right? Okay, thank you, Idina Menzel. Is that what you want me to say? <laughs> yes, thank Idina Menzel. <laughs> She's a treasure. Okay, now I'm going to bring it to America for my All last right, this two. shit's going to get wild. So it is going to get wild. And the best example of wild America. Is it the face-eating guy? No, it's not the face-eating guy. But what what's the wildest place in America? Washington, D.C.? No, Florida. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> The wildest shit comes out of Florida. Oh, yeah. Florida man. Do yeah, Florida, Florida man. man. So this this is a Florida man story. Yeah, Florida man. So um, the man's real name is Joseph Davis, but he went by Joe Brown. Sometimes he went by Marcus Brown, but his name is Joe Davis. His name is not Brown. <laughs> so recently... There was a woman in Florida who she was seeing this guy, Joe Brown, 
And she found another Facebook page that he had with a different name on it, right? Marcus. And she's like, "Mm, definitely the guy Joe that I've been dating. She goes to check out his Facebook and she sees that he's engaged to somebody else. And she's like, oh my God, he has a fiance. And she clicks on the picture of the fiance and she looks at the ring and she's like, wait a minute, that's my fucking ring. (laughs) Is this the cop? This is not the cop. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I wish I was talking about that guy. No, I don't so have So this has happened twice recently, the same fucking situation of a dude pulling this. So not just that not just the multiple dating, okay? The ring that he proposed the new fiance with, the girlfriend was like, wait a minute, that's my ring from my ex-husband. And she went to check her jewelry box. <laughs> and sure enough, it was stolen. He had Shut stolen her. Up. Her wedding ring and her engagement ring from her previous marriage. And she's still and seeing used them him. to propose. No, she's not seeing no. She was at the time. At the time that they she were found actively out they dating. Were they were actively dating and she realized the jewelry was missing because she saw it on the hand of this other girl in a Facebook picture. Oh. And she was like, Oh, I should go check my jewelry box and it was gone. Oh my fucking God. Oh my God. What? So when the orange when the orange city woman checked her jewelry box, she found her rings were missing, as were several other pieces of jewelry, including a diamond ring that belonged to her grandmother. The total value of stolen property was about six thousand two hundred and seventy dollars, according to the sheriff's office. Which girl did he give the grandmother's ring to? Fiance girl. number three. Ooh. So she reached out to him with the police. <laughs> He returned some of the items. I don't know if she got her grandmother's ring back. I'm like, she fucking better have. Honestly. Um, And obviously they both called it off, her and the fiance, because she reached out to the fiance in the picture. And she was like, that ring, ring, BT dub, (laughs) that's mine. He stole that from me. We've been dating. So she got the jewelry back. um, And (laughs) they also both (laughs) broke up with him. Wow. Davis once took the fiance to the house that actually belonged to the Orange City woman while she was at work, and he said it was his house. <gasps> he then asked the fiance to move in with him. Into that house? house? Yes, what was his but then long he disappeared. Oh my God. What By that time, the fiance discovered that her laptop computer and her jewelry were missing. Wow. Yes. What an awful So even though man. they didn't have his real name, um, the women both remembered that he said he had a relative in North Carolina. Detectives were able to track down the relative who identified Davis, Joseph Davis. He was not Joe Brown. Davis has an active arrest warrant for a hit and run crash with injuries in Oregon and previously has been identified and arrested for possession of a fictitious ID, filing a false police report domestic assault, and possession of of cocaine with intent to sell. Wow. According to the sheriff's office, the jail where Davis previously was booked noted that he had a tattoo on his left arm that said, only God can judge me. Oh my. God and the judge will judge you. About to happen real soon. What an idiot. Florida man. America's wild. Y'all. That was probably, like, the wildest, but this is the most recent, and it's, like, the weirdest, I guess I would say. Do you know what a worm ball is? I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. 
So earthworms, you might notice that you see them a lot more after it rains. Mm -hmm. This is because earthworms breathe through their skin and when it rains and the like the ground is all soaked with water, they will drown. So earthworms come up to the surface and then as the weather clears up and the ground starts to dry out, they start to like make their way back to the ground. When it's really, really dry, worms will form what's called worm balls. And they will, do you know what like a rat king is? Yes. Okay. So it's kind of like that, but with earthworms, where they just get all like wrangled up in each other and they form these balls. It's like when you travel and you put all your necklaces in one bag. Yes. It's just like that. Oh my God. When you move and you put all your jewelry in a bag together and then you get to the new place and you have to untangle all the jewelry. It's like that. Yes. Okay. Okay. So when it's really, really dry, worms will form these things, these things called worm balls where they will all like coil on top of each other. And that way they don't like dry out in the, in the heat. They Uh kind of like condense and and kind of our big wet blobs together and they will be in like a pile of like hundreds of worms and they'll like roll until they find like a nice wet piece of ground to separate and because they don't really live together worms live on their own they're asexual but they'll do this to survive and like find a new spot right um well we've recently had some wild weather up here in the northeast it's been pretty crazy with the rain and shit and there was a picture that was on Twitter and I'll actually send you the picture. <laughs> but there was a woman who is a councilwoman and she lives in Hoboken, New Jersey, and she saw a mass of worms in a shape that she had never seen before. She didn't know what it was she was looking at at first. She was at the train station and she was like, "What is this weird thing over here?" And as she got closer, she realized what she was looking at was earthworms. So I'm going to send you a picture. Um, it went, uh, it didn't really go like viral, but like it got a lot of attention because scientists had never really seen this shape from the worms before and couldn't really explain it. And then there was no real way to like go study them. It's a new, so it's a, let me send this picture. It's a worm ball, but it's a worm ball in a new shape. So it's not a worm ball. Uh, you will see what they call it when I send it to you. Here we go. God, I hope it's in the shape of a penis. It's not in the shape of a penis. So the worms formed kind of a spiral. Oh, weird. And they called it the worm Worm tornado. tornado. So weird. So um, they couldn't recreate it, though, and they couldn't figure out why the worms would, would shape themselves like that. The worms to worms do tend to form clusters and they influence each other to select a common directions. Uh, we can consider earthworm behavior as equivalent to like a herd or a swarm, mm-hmm. but it's not this shape. Like no one's ever really seen them swarm into like a spiral like this. This looks like the ring. It does. I don't like that. You said this was in Jersey. This is in Hoboken, New Jersey. Of course, yes. it fucking was. Devil's yeah. And when she there. saw it from from further away, like she was like, "What is that?" Like she was just trying to get a closer look. And when she got close, she realized it was earthworms. That's wild and weird. No, you're right. That's super weird. Yeah. Um. 
so I sent you a screenshot like of all of the Twitter pictures like all together Mm -hmm. but that top right picture is the one that i'm like what the fuck because i'm sure this is what she saw Mm -hmm. um and that picture looks like this oh yeah that's crazy because it's also like it looks like they're all being drawn to the spiral yes like almost like um like they're being called well and that's why they called it a worm tornado But, like, uh, like if you ever see, like, when water is, like, funneling going down a drain or something like yeah. that. It looks almost like that. Like, it was funneling and they're spiraling into the center. But they're coming from so far out. Like, as far as, like, six feet away, they look like they're loosely being pulled in. And then once you get closer to the middle, it's like they've all been pulled into the middle of this, like, storm. Crazy. And then once things dried, they just went away. Right. As things dried out, they just went back to the ground. Because um, when people tried to contact her about this picture, she was like, yeah, they're not there anymore. Wild. That's crazy. Oof. It's also just, like, unnerving in a weird way. Right? And nobody can really explain, like, what made them form that Mm. shape. Oof. Thanks. I hate it. And that's my, those are my stories this week. Crazy. Yeah. This was a roller coaster of an episode. (laughs) And those pictures, of course, will also be posted on our Instagram. Yes. You guys can also Google worm tornado. And it'll show you what we just looked at. And this will come up and you'll see the pictures. There it is. There it is. Crazy. That's it, man. So thank you for listening to our show. Nothing. <laughs> we have a Patreon. Sarah, are you just looking at the pictures? No, I'm just thinking about them. Oh, no, you're frozen. That's why. It looks like you're frozen, like, looking at them. Oh, I'm not frozen <laughs> on my end. Damn. That's okay. That's all right. All right. Well, we're wrapping up. Well, thank you guys for listening to our show. And, you know, we have an incredible Patreon with fantastic bonus content. We really do. At $1, $5, $10, and $15 tiers. So there's tons of accessible options, but there's also a ton of really, really awesome content that you can only get by checking out our Patreon. We also have some merch. We're going to make more. There's going to be all sorts of cool shit that you can get from our website, deadtimestories, with a Z, dot com. Email us at deadtimestories at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram. Yeah, you know the rest. That's it. Thank you for being here. That's it. Thank you for being here. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. (laughs) And this This has been Dead Time Stories. Thank you for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 